the Stocking Spurs, a podcast that's 40-ish minutes of football-adjacent frivolity, hosted by Spurs fangirls, me, Acid, and Patty. Hey, Patty. Hi, Acid. Hi. Are you ready for today's episode? It is action-packed. Yes, it's been a... Full of caffeine. (laughs) Sorry, I've just talked over you, and you'll soon... Soon know why. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's been a while, but I'm really excited to get to all the news because it is, like you said, a stacked episode. Totes my goats. Today we're talking about, ooh, we're talking about uh, a solving of a long-standing Stalking Spurs mystery. So you might remember from last season, any avid listeners, any of the 12 avid listeners of our show, half of whom are family, will know that we, we sometimes inspect really closely the photos of players arriving to matches. <laughs> and a few months ago, we noticed that Hoybier always has two drink receptacles. One of them appears to be water, and one is, uh, we don't know, it's quite mysterious. But I think we've found the solution, the answer to this, and we will d- dive deep into what that is. We're also going to spend some time um, giving our own special tribute to our outgoing boy Delhi, Delhi forever and we're also going to check in on our new boys at some point in this episode the new boys Bentecourt and Kulisevsky there goes the kickoff whistle let's get started I think a few months ago we did this same mystery solving with something that Jan was bringing <laughs> to the game yes right so he had a he had a book that we that wasn't even in the English language but with your skills we found it <laughs> We managed to find. <laughs> okay, so maybe to, to set the stage, check out this Instagram post from Spurs Official. You'll find the link in our episode description. It's a photo of Hoi Bia arrive, arriving at, at the Brighton game, holding what looks like groceries. <laughs> so he has it under his arm, and it's a package of something. All you can see is the, ba- the back corner of the package, and it has a 1kg label on it, <laughs> and you can kind of make out the top letters that look like an S-A-R-A. So I'm wondering, what is this? Is this flour? Is this organic, like, buckwheat flour or demerara sugar? And why is he bringing it to a game? So with some Googling, <laughs> different permutations of the letters S-A-R-A or any letters that look like that, we found that it's actually a pack. And this is also in the link description. To Sara Azul Extra Smooth Yerba Mate 1kg, which you can buy for £8.99. <laughs> Guys, when, when, so, when Asset okay. says we found this, I'm going to give her full credit. <laughs> she found this. I'm so incredibly <laughs> proud of her because that is some detective shit. With Jan, there was a book and we could see the spine or at least the author's name. So it was a lot quicker to find out. This one, if you see the photo, you cannot see what Hoibs <laughs> is carrying. So the detective work that went into this is A+. Plus. It's 100. I can't even. Good job, Acid. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you. But I, I would have to say I learned from the best. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we managed to find... I'm still going to say we. <laughs> we managed to find this, this grocery item with like so few identifying features. And we figured out it's Yerba Mate. Um, so I'm wondering, what is Yerba Mate? <laughs> because I've never heard of this before. And after some Googling, we, we find out that it is an herbal tea 
with naturally occurring caffeine that is popular in Uruguay. And if you read more about it and check out Google Images when you search for it, it always appears with the exact same kind of cup mm. that in the past we've seen Hoybier yes. showing up at games holding. Yes. So when he has his water bottle and his other drink receptacle, that other drink receptacle with the metal yes. straw is a yerba mate mm. cup. Acid. all makes sense. Holy fuck. Mystery solved. And yet, more mystery abound. Yes, it doesn't stop there. So finally we know the, with the grocery items holding, we finally know what is up with that cup he's always bringing around. Now it's like, what, why is he then like, what is this? Yeah. What is it? Why do you need a KG bringing it into a game? So here's my theory. Okay. My theory is Hoibs is a longtime Yerba Mate drinker. We know that. We see his Yerba Mate sippy cup when he arrives at games <laughs> and we know it's popular in Uruguay. Now we have Bentacor, who is Uruguayan. Mm who has just joined the team. So I feel like maybe in the last few days, they met. And Hoibs is like, hey, hey, like, Yerba Mate, the drink of your culture, is totally my jam. Like, you know, because we know that Hoibier is like, he'll, he's the kind of guy who wants to connect yeah, with Yeah, on something cultural, right. you know? Totally, totally. Like, I, I know, I'm aware of where you're from, and I will show you. <laughs> Look at my drink. <laughs> and Bentacor was probably like, oh my gosh, me too. I can't live without it. I don't know where I'm going to get some in England, yeah. though, yeah. because I've just you. moved here. Yeah. yeah. And of course, Hoyves is like, hey, I got you, fam. I stock up like it's the end times. <laughs> I'll bring you some tomorrow. And that's why the next mm. day we see Hoybier arriving at a game with a giant 1kg bag of your bamate. He's bringing it as a gift for Bentacor. That's really sweet. And that's really assuming a lot about Hoibie, but possible. <laughs> Definitely possible. Yeah, yeah I just, I, I see this happening based on what I know from my parasocial yeah, friendship. Of course, with of course. All, this entire podcast is based on our parasocial friendships <laughs> with the team. And the assumptions we make based on that. Actually, you know, I was thinking about it some more, and there's an alternate theory. What if it's the other way around? Mm. Like, Bentacor sees Hoibs. And his little Yerba Mate cup at practice. And he's like, hey, Yerba Mate, I see you, bro. And I feel you. And it turns out that Bentacor is like a super Yerba Mate snob. <laughs> and goes, hey, what brand are you drinking? If it's not Sarah brand Yerba Mate, it's not good enough. Let me bring you some. I have a lot. Mm. So maybe on the bus on the way to Brighton, Bentacor gives Hoi Beer this 1kg bag. <laughs> Of Yerba Mate, and the Hoibier just carries it with him. I like both theories, but I think we should put this out to our listeners to kind of vote on who gave who what. So I guess we'll be posting this on our socials. Yes. And please, please participate in this poll because we are curious if you are Team Bentacor Yerba Mate snob for Sarah or Team Hoibs, welcome to England. Here's some Yerba Mate to make you feel at home, team. Um, yeah, curious to see. I think both are incredibly, yeah. like, have potential so let's put it up for a vote yeah also i ordered some i've never <laughs> had some before i ordered some yerba mate and i'm actually having it right now unfortunately um it's, it's a different brand it's not quite the Sarah one but i got a taragi taragi yerba mate um it's from argentina and it says on the pack taragi es la marca de yerba mate numero uno in sudamerica which because of Duolingo, yes. I know, to mean that this is the number one brand of 
of yerba mate in South America. I mean, I don't know what Ben Dekor has to say about that being the number one brand when we know clearly it's Sarah. So let's see. Yeah, let's yeah. see. I am now going to try and procure some yerba mate as our official drink sponsor for the episode. And uh, let's see. Let's see how this goes. How does it taste, though, Acid? Um, it's, it's herby. I'm, I'm definitely feeling like it has caffeine in it. But I, I prefer my caffeine from something like coffee. Same. I, I don't know if it's something that'll grow on me. But let, let's see. If I suddenly start like leveling up on my work day, the way Hoib's levels up on the pitch, then I might drink it more. I mean, also, guys, if you are drinking Yerba Mare and it's not Sarah, tell us, hit us up with your recommendations because I am on the prowl. And let us know how you like to drink. Is it iced? Is it warm? I mean, it's in the sippy cup that looks like a insulated cup. So it could go either way. Yes. Yeah, totes. That's however you wanna you wanna use it. (laughs) Uh, From new guys to old guys, we move on to a goodbye. Not quite the goodbye. We said hello to our new boys, and now we're saying goodbye to some of our old boys. Musa Dembele has. It was rumored there was news that came out that he's retiring, but then he clarified on his own Instagram account, announcing that he will be retiring after his contract with Guangzhou. His current club ends this year, so he will finish out the season. It's just a bit bittersweet, given like maybe like two, three years back, he said goodbye to the team, and now he's saying goodbye to professional football. And I've missed him. He announced on his yeah. Instagram account, and obviously well liked and well received. He obviously gets he clears it up because everybody and their mother get it wrong. Literally, everyone gets it wrong. I think the Spurs official team went into a bit of a tizzy when the news came out and they were ready with that tribute video but then obviously they will probably just have to repost this down the line because it's not yet today guys it's in a year's time or in a couple in the end of the season at the very least still it made me sad just hearing about it and you know having him be so near the quote-unquote end of his professional career but I'm not the only one feeling sad because the tributes came and despite... I don't know if they heard the news that it's not actually right now, but Toby and Victor Wanyama... Um, Victor Wanyama? Like, what? Um, did, I know, what a throwback. What a freaking throwback. Toby, obviously, Belgian Red Devils together, Spurs together, posted on his Instagram. Uh, and everyone just seems to have the same thought of he is the GOAT. He seems to be the player every mm-hmm. but every other player has termed as their favorite, the best, the GOAT, like just unrelenting and we couldn't agree more. So I mean For cheers sure. to what a career with Spurs. What a career mm-hmm. with the Devils and just we, we miss him and we can't believe this is happening, but wish him all the best. This is nuts. End of an era. Totally, yeah. Yeah, it is an end of an era. And like, I kind of wish, like, was there no option that he just comes back for his last year? I know. Even if he's on the bench mostly. But it's just to have it, good to have his vibes around, you know? Yeah, I mean, Toby clearly received the memo after Musa, um, after Dembele clarified it. Because his quote is, the GOAT leaving the game. Congrats on an amazing career, my friend. It has been a pleasure to share the pitch with you. Enjoy your final year. And I think I read somewhere, or I listened somewhere to some pod, I think it was a view from the lane of The Athletic, that said that Pochettino considered Musa Dembele as one of the greats in that when he told mm-hmm. Musa that when he would be writing his memoir, 
he would be one of the five most influential players of his career, of Pochettino's career, alongside Maradona wow. and the like. So it's kind of bananas. I'm gonna oh I'm gonna look that God. up, that quote or where, where I found that, but it was it's a bit nuts. I believe that everyone seems to speak so highly of him. What is the superlative of that? They speak the highest of him. And we couldn't agree more. So Musa, well, we know you've got great things ahead of you, and we can't wait to see what you've got next. Mm-hmm. And next, we have some news about the one of the few remaining players from the Dembele era, if we can call it that. So uh, this is not fresh news anymore, but we just wanted to say something about it. Hugo has renewed his contract. So there is a tweet from Fabrizio Romano saying, Hugo Lloris has reached an agreement with Tottenham to extend his contract. Here we go. Great news. I think this was some (laughs) of the best news that we heard recently. So, so happy. Um, And there's just this awesome tweet that emerged at around that time that is so insightful and so true, and I believe 100%. And it says... Check out the link in our description, but it says, I have absolutely no idea why a player as good as Hugo Lloris has willingly wasted his entire club career with us, but I'm eternally grateful to whichever of his loved ones has been locked in Daniel Levy's basement for the past decade. (laughs) So dark, but so true. I mean, he is our captain for a reason. (laughs) It would have broken my heart had he not renewed I know that, you know, that can happen at any time. He is, he has been serving the club for so long and for so many good games that I wouldn't blame him if he left. And yet, the loyalty and the service and just the performance. So to whomever of his loved ones is locked in Daniel Levy's basement, you will get out soon, but not yet. So hang in there. I hope you are enjoying your Ken And thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. And there goes the bell. We will see you guys at halftime, where we will be joined by Kumbaya Master Toby. And welcome to halftime. As promised, we were joined by our Kumbaya Master, our sports correspondent, to give us the lowdown on our two games. Welcome back, Toby. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Just happy to be here. I mean, with results like Leicester, shouldn't you be ecstatic to be here? Yeah, ecstatic is a better word. Yeah, what? It, yeah, it's good vibes only at, at White Hart Lane. <laughs> White Hart Lane and beyond. Yeah. I mean, I know it's been a while. So for people that don't remember, we won two three away at Leicester, and. I'm new to this sport. I'm new to this fandom kind of three years in. But I know we've had some interesting times with Leicester. And so coming in from whatever we've been performing, where we, I was a bit kind of like, are we going to do this? Are we not? It was so nice to wake up to the craziness of these results. Stevie Bergwijn, holy fuck. Oh, my God. So we saw this in real time, and it was starting to feel a bit like, ah, uh, yeah, this this is a familiar feeling. <laughs> we're doing really well, but like not really much to show for it. And suddenly we're a goal down, and the game is winding down. 
And I think we even considered the, the Mac was kind of flickering the battery. <laughs> it was about to give up. So we for a second considered, okay, never mind, just let it die. <laughs> and it's a good thing that we didn't because um in the as everybody knows, in the dying minutes, Stevie scores twice in what is this? 90 seconds. It is the miracle of the man from Amsterdam. Yeah, this was, I, it was a phenomenal game. I mean, even more than the result, which is obviously three points is fantastic. I think we showed like really champions level of, you know, stick with itness and, and fortitude because to come back after lo losing the lead twice in a game that we were definitely getting the lion's share of, I think, yeah, it was, it was a spectacular performance. I mean, yes, Stevie is incredible and, you know, we were all scared for him during transfer season and I don't know, is this one of those, you're, you're thinking of transferring me, you're thinking of transferring me, here you go, kind of performance from him. But it was also quick because I saw, I mean, I've watched every freaking angle there is to, to see on this and just the intense, like, you know, the this is how it started, this is how, this is where we're at meme and it just really felt like him getting that, like, that yellow card was it a yellow card i think that, mm -hmm. that kind of pushed him over yes. the edge and just back to back i love the quick fire get the ball let's go let's do this and then scoring again like i've yeah. never seen this kind of comeback and i think there was a stat somewhere in twitter twitter land wherein this is the latest it's been for a team that was behind to like come out and win again because Wow, what a mentality yeah. and what a what a comeback. Yes, yeah, the, the belief until the dying minutes was just, it was amazing. And I think, yeah, I know what Seth you're, you're referring to. I think it, it compares us to when Man City won the league and yes. Aguero, Aguero scored mm -hmm. the very, very last minutes. I think it's even later than that. Mm -hmm. wow. So, oh my God. Yeah, it's, I think it demonstrates well the difference between and I might slag him off for just a moment here, but like Mourinho and Conte, when in the, the dark weeks of Mourinho's reign, it was like, who's going to actually show up? Like it, in most weeks, it was just Hoybier and not, not, not many else. But now it's like, who's going to surprise us this week? Because with Conte, the vibe seems so good that everybody's kind of trying to outperform each other, but in a kind of collaborative way. So Doherty's like last minute run was spectacular. Like who would have expected that? Yeah, like running in and taking that ball in his chest or something. So great ball from Harry Kane to set up, uh, to set up Bergvine. So I think that really feels like the spirit now because like Hoybier in the best way has kind of fallen into the background because the the uh, you know the skills level is now so elevated and the kind of passion level is so elevated. Side note to all the haters of Hoybier on Twitter, fuck off. But also, <laughs> just like. <laughs> just so interesting that the level of play and the level of passion we see now is so high that it you're right Hoibs is fading quote unquote into the background not because he's not performing but because everyone is stepping the fuck up and it's so nice yeah. to see and this wasn't yeah. the I mean you know only time and yes we're skipping over some games we won't discuss but we then a couple you know matches later to Brighton at the FA Cup and I mean it could have gone sideways with us again, but we managed to to bring it home 3-1 um, with, of course, Harry Kane stepping in. How do we, how, how would you say we did there considering 
uh, who we were fighting. Yeah, I thought this was a really good 11-man performance. I mean, from the very back, Hugo had some spectacular saves. Dyer was out last minute because he was unwell, I, I, yeah. I guess. But I thought Sanchez was particularly good with a number of, number of really important tackles. Royal was really good again. Um, he had that game a few weeks back, wasn't it, when he was getting up the wing really well, but his final balls into the box were just really not making any sort of difference. But I think uh, in the Brighton game, he was really effective, and Sergio was on fire. He was all mm -hmm. over the map, like fighting really hard, getting physical when he needs to, but also like his speed on the counterattack was so good. I thought our, our strategy was really, really smart in that game because Brighton is a good attacking team they have some really good players like Trossard so yeah I thought this strategy was absolutely top-notch top in that game I mean you mentioned Royale and should we get a little bit into that crazy should be a pushkash goal oh my yes oh my god when I saw that happen I was like I tweet, tweet about this also when I saw him uh because it, at first it looks like a cross and I'm thinking who the hell are you passing to? There's no one there. And it turns out he's passing into the net. <laughs> so, oh, that, that blew my mind. The, the second that it hits, the net starts to move. I'm like, whoa, how did he do that? Surely Puskas candidate, Puskas winner, Puskas winner, sorry, right there. And then it ends up being given as an own goal. Boo. Fuck you, match officials. Yeah. I, I didn't watch the, the replay a ton on that, but I thought maybe he had clocked that the goalkeeper was off his line and, and saw a bit of an opportunity. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. So I think that was unlucky. That It was an own goal. Yeah. Hate that. Hate it. But brilliant shot from Harry. So yeah, from outside the box. What a superb finish. Unbelievable. He's just getting better and better. I mean, yeah. as, as everybody expected. I mean, there was that scene in the All or Nothing documentary wherein Mourinho tells Harry that with him, he will explode. I mean, if that was an explosion back then, what is this now with Conte, like a supernova? I don't understand because we haven't heard much. I mean, Conte speaks highly of Harry, but I, I kind of want to see another documentary with this new manager because so far, knock on wood, it's explosions for everybody. It, it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Lucas, I think, is another one, like Hoybier, who was <clears throat> for so long just an outstanding player for the, you know, the passion that he gave every single week and the quality that he had. Now he's really just another, like, important cog in the wheel, and I think that's that's how we're really going to start to hopefully climb up the league table is with everybody firing on all cylinders. I mean, speaking of cogs in the wheel, we did just finish the transfer window from January, and I know we didn't quite get Adama Traore, and that was, you know, quote-unquote disappointing for people considering he was the number one target. But we did get Bentacur, Rodrigo Bentacur from Uruguay. And I'm not even going to try to attempt to say his name, but Swedish man, Kulusevski. I don't know how to say it. I'm sorry. I, I botched that. Any thoughts we have on them? Because apart from them being from Juventus, that's kind of all I know. And that Rodrigo's kind of cute. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was thinking that. Like, he looks a bit like, well, when we saw him in action, he kind of looked to me like if you squish Lamella and Chadley's faces <laughs> together, you kind of get, you get this dude. He's cute. I think he comes in, comes out of the box cute, as opposed to, like, Kulusevsky, who I feel needs just a little grooming. Like, you know, just a bit more, you know, 
a little a, a trim here, a little, a, little. A, a more full beard. I don't know. Yeah. And then a lot of that's SPF. Same, same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely an always burns, never tans guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say definitely, definitely handsome though. And I think once you get to know him, and he like, and you see how hard he works on yes. the pitch. Don't yeah. be yeah. what is that's what we're. That's what we care about. Yeah. We also care about holistic. Well, like, what are they like on the pitch? Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and from what we saw. I like yeah I ha I haven't seen them at all from uh, where were they from Juventus Juventus yeah yeah so I'm not familiar with them at all which is I, I guess I think sometimes a good thing but um, yeah they they showed a kind of seriousness and professionalism when they came on that I super appreciated like you know real kind of journeyman footballers that get onto the field and they know the gravity of the situation and and I felt like they were both able to contribute right away. Kulisevsky like getting the ball in the right wing and and really making good incisive moves like towards the like towards the end line and also cutting back in and had some really good he had a brilliant setup pass for Harry which Harry ended up skying but like yeah some some really positive stuff from him and Ben Tancor as well I think um, yeah I there think, was this yeah. like uh, a video that was circulating on Twitter after of this little like wild bit of skill. Oh in our like it was I think it was an hour half and the way he like he kind of wrestled the ball away from someone was, was wrestled like, it away and then he kind of held on to yeah. it not just kicking it out but he yeah. kind of was able to move the possession upfield it yeah. was almost like you know when you see two kids and they're mm -hmm. kind of messing with each other but one kid is much bigger than the other kid and just kind of takes what they're wrestling over and puts it out of their reach it was almost like that it felt kind of effortless yeah. and really cool to see I was chatting uh, about Bentancor with my dad and we were thinking like one of the hopes for his position is that it frees Hoybeard to kind of move up the field a little bit, be a bit more creative, a bit more offensive, which as my dad pointed out is something he does for the Denmark team. He's much more of a kind of attacking free-flowing playmaker. Um, so, cause he, right, like in the past few months, he's been sort of more defensively minded, even though he's contributed and scored some goals, like He's really been captaining the kind of defensive midfield. So um, I think Bentancur looks like strong and, and, and will be good in that position. Well, fingers crossed, because we're going to need all the help we can get. By the time this episode comes out, we would have already finished the Southampton game that we're playing at home. And then on the 13th of February, well, come Sunday, there will be the Wolves game at home still. Uh, I guess if you're going to count more into the future, we've got Man City away. Uh, Acid, Toby, my favorite question. What are we thinking for points predictions? Are we thinking <laughs> full three points? Um, to, to quote my favorite line from High School Musical 3, I want it all. <laughs> so all... All three points for every game. I think we can do it. We're looking, we're like momentum's on our side, I think, and we're looking really good. So, yeah, let's take it all. I agree. Yeah, I like our momentum. I think it's getting down really to the crunchiest time of the season. I think the next few weeks could, you know, separate the wheat from the chaff. And I think of the, the contenders for that fourth spot, I think we're a strong one. And yeah, I think we can outlast Man U and West Ham and some of the other contenders. So, I think think we can seize it well maximum points it is 
Thank you so much, Kumbaya Master, and our sports correspondent, Toby, for joining us again. And I guess next time we'll see you. We'll be celebrating those nine points. Heck yeah. <laughs> see ya. All right, it's time to kick off the second half. So by now, everyone knows that Delhi has moved on. He's left the club. <laughs> And he's now with Everton. No! And I know we're all hurting. I feel you. But I just, I want to say, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. And we'll try to help you guys turn that frown into a smile. With our own, like, personal tribute, semi-special, half-special, specifically for Delhi. So I think it became super clear to us that this news was real when Delhi posted on his Twitter. Mm. It's a really, it's such a beautiful and I feel heartfelt and really written by Delhi kind of message. Check it out. Link is in the description. And I think one, it's okay, it's a beautiful message. And some things really jump out at me mm. and really like rip my heart apart. And I think one of them is when he specifically calls out Mauricio and calls him by his first name. He says, ah. He says, I want to give a special mention to Mauricio and his staff for their trust and guidance in the early part of my career at Spurs. Oh, oh my God. Oh. That is so tough to hear. I think in general, Delhi leaving. I, obviously, players will leave at some point, right? And that sucks all the time. But I always kind of wish they don't go to another Premier League team first. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish they go to like Europe or anywhere else, and then then they go to a Premier League team after. In the same way, Trippier moved to like Atletico, and then is now with Newcastle, right? I think I think yeah. he's Newcastle. So yes, he's Newcastle. It feels less painful. Yeah, <sighs> this one feels weird. Like we're gonna go up against, and in the same way, Musa Sissoko, we play him now. It's it's so strange, and mm-hmm. I, I don't like this feeling. Yeah, I don't. And I think it's just, it's especially like painful with Delhi because I think he represent represented something for the club and for the fans that was really unique. Like he's he represents a very specific era in Spurs fandom where like fans felt I don't know closer to the players and really felt like we knew them because we'd we'd watch Delhi and Dyer play like lead a game of of Uno in the locker room and share a video of it. Like, we, we get to see these moments. I mean, it doesn't hurt that he's incredibly active on social media either. And like you mentioned, he meant a lot to the fans. So we have this tweet from a fan, Annette Smith, at Moose KTR. Anyway, she goes, Delhi was the start of it. His personality, his waves, his hand-eye gestures, his bond with Dyer. He was the beginning of the connection built between us and the fans in that era. The pride we felt and the warmth and love towards the team Delhi was ours. We got a good one. Ah. Yeah, totally. I, I like. It's so easy to forget things now, but I, I kind of felt like the the core of that was Delhi and Sun and their mm. their choreographed like uh, complicated um, handshakes that they they do for celebrations. But yeah, this tweet is right. It, it started before it was Delhi and Dyer, and when Sun arrived, he was kind of like wrapped in it. Um, of course, we're gonna get like when a like loss of this magnitude happens, we're gonna get a tribute bo- um, video from the club. And there's this, check out this link on on YouTube, the Spurs official on YouTube, and it's it's just kind of like a highlight reel, a montage mm. of the past few years here with Delhi. And it just 
You're struck by how much of a baby he looks in so much of this. He's so young. So he joined cute. us so young. He's so yeah. cute. Oh, well. I mean, we're not the only ones hurting. Clearly, he's made an impact not just on the fans, not just on the club, but the players, uh, the, the team that he really grew up with. We get tributes from a couple of the, the team, and it's kind of crazy to see that, like, wow, so much of so many of them have moved on as well, right? So we have uh, the first tribute here is from Dyer's Instagram, uh, and he posts a series, a photo, multi-photo post of just them hanging out, and you see all these, like, really old school. You see them as babies, and then you realize they bonded when they were both in England, the England team, so it's not just like it's not just for club, it was for country too. And his quote his caption is one of one. Thanks for the memories, my brother. Dot dot dot. So far. Which is both like you know that they will be in each other's lives no matter what, which I really like. You know it's a lifelong friendship. But also, yeah. wow, they were babies. Oh my god, yes. these teenagers have grown up together. It, it's super I kind of feel for Dyer because first he lost Jan. And then now he's losing Delhi. Like, oh my God, hang in there. Do not leave us. Yeah. Uh, oh my God, this post had me at one of one. When I saw one of one, I started crying. This you next one is, is similar. We have this multi-photo post from Sun saying, Brother Delhi, you are an incredible, incredible player and an even better person. Mm. It has been a privilege playing with you. Good luck in your next chapter my friend and these photos are just super cute i love the second one i think the second one is the best and i think if this had been condensed to just a single photo this should have been it and it's their one of their iconic handshake celebrations i know that sunny is an incredibly curated social media account like that his social media team handles for him but it, it's posts like these that make you see the person behind it and that clearly there was something between them and we one of the one of the first cap um, comments is kwp which is like a heart eyed emoji and oh man it, it was so nice to to see them bond and really come together and come alive on the pitch a surprising post is from who knew he had emotions i'm so glad to see this benny boo benny boo i love you so much i love that he posted this is such a surprise to me because Ben isn't very public about anything. And he posted on his Instagram uh, caption, Del, it's been a pleasure. One of the best guys in football. You will be sorely missed. Good luck. Heart emoji. And for this, of course, it's a bunch of photos because everyone has 10 million photos of him. I love that Ben chose as his first photo a suited by Hugo Boss pick with Dembele. So I feel like it's a two-for-one um, yes. post in that sense. And and again, it's celebration pictures. And my favorite one is the third photo where and they're both like hamming it up with their like sunnies. And this is clearly in one of those like um, foreign trips where they either train or do like a tour and honestly, I'm all for it. It's like they're both they're both kind of doing like duck faces. This is so this Yes, is so I school. love that detail. Uh, I love it so much. Benny Boo, thank you for coming out with your fucking shell. This is nuts. Yeah. Please post more selfies you have with other players. Thanks. The last one you want to talk about is from Sir Harry Kane. He says, Good luck on your next chapter in Delhi. We've had some great memories together over the past seven years. Thank you Woo! for everything you've given me and the club. See you soon. Heart emoji. 
and there's just one photo. So he really, this was ed- like edited down to one. <laughs> I'm sure it was hard to pick a photo from the last seven years, but I love this. I don't even know. This looks like a a North London derby, and it's it's Delhi and Harry just looking super victorious, and I love it. I want to be in this moment forever. <laughs> we will miss you, Delhi, and we can't wait to see again all the great things you're going to be doing at Everton. Hopefully not against us, but yeah, <laughs> yes. as a blue. Um, I'm glad, honestly, of all the teams, I'm glad he went there, so not bad. Good job, Delhi. Thank you for your service. Thank you. And when a, what is this? When Paratici, when Levy, when the transfer gods close a door, they open a window. <laughs> and next, we want to talk about Bentecour and a quick window into who he is as a person with his quick fire questions video posted on the Spurs Instagram. Okay, so when there's one of these quick fire videos, things that comes out. I always get really, really excited because I want to see que- like really cool questions and really juicy answers. But I'm always let down by the lack of follow-up questions. <laughs> I'm like, you can't just give us bits of info without letting us know more. And that's just like a snapshot of this. That's what it is. I think a few standout things here um, is that um, when he's asked his favorite movie, he says The Fast and the Furious, which I love. Isn't that odd? That's so pure. I love that he just answers that and nothing else. I want to know, though, which one. Is that's he true. like, oh, oh, gee, the no. first is the best, the first forever? Or is he like an outlier and he's like, the second one? Tokyo or Drift! Is he more recent? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to know because it says so much about someone, which one they like best. I like it. That's, I like that he went I basic. Like um... <laughs> And proud of it. Like, no shame, just quickly. Yeah, fast yes. and furious. Done. Yeah, totes. Um, also, well, when he's asked, um, would he, like, rather score goals or assist? And he says really proudly and quickly, assist. I like that he knows his place in the order <laughs> of things. I love that he seems to be proud of it. So, yeah, just that, love all around. That's a great attitude. I mean, I know there is no pecking order. We are a team. But there is a pecking order. And there is a pecking <laughs> And it's just nice to know that he is, there's humility there. So that's always mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, totes. A nice insight into, like, I guess, his personal side. He says his nickname is Lolo because, <laughs> uh, like, a child had a hard time saying his actual name. So then he says Lolo. So just, I was just struck by this and how amazing it is that so many people's nicknames come about because of a small child not being able to pronounce their name. At Tita Tudes. Hi, Tito. Just saying, just saying. In Hi, case Tito. you're listening, Tudes, we miss you. But <laughs> you will not miss our favorite segment of the episode. Welcome to Spurs BB of the Week. And this week, it is a drought of babies. We've just got five, just five, just five entries. Uh, but still cute, nevertheless. And we start with the always sassy Neha Orie. She posts to her private Finsta, so you guys got to request it. Otherwise, you won't see this loveliness. She is, it seems to be, just hanging out in, like, I don't know, a cinema chair. It looks like it's, like, a cinema. This must be, like, a home cinema because it looks like it's, like, custom. And she is pensive and fabulous. And her Mm -hmm. caption is, in deep thought. What are these deep thoughts, Neha? I'm curious. Please (laughs) give me a... 
an essay on what you're thinking about because <laughs> I personally would like to know. I just, I also just love her style. I love yeah. that she's in a, a tracksuit with like a sassy design and she has glasses. What for? But I love it. I love her style. I love her she's life. She's thought. Yeah. Next we have, ooh, this is a debut on this list. We have Cutie Romero's, uh, Cutie Romero, <laughs> I guess is how you can put it. Ah, check this out. It's a multi-photo post of an extremely newborn baby. This baby is so new. This baby mm. is so new. He doesn't so have hair yet. He's very small. Extremely new baby. Um, and if the pictures don't get you, the caption will. He basically just says, my beautiful fatty. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, love it. Love what we're seeing. We want to see more. More of, of Cutie Romero. Cutie. Um, as a welcome gesture, these posts are not super recent, I guess, but because because uh, Kulisevsky is new, um, I think we, we need to welcome his babies into the yes. baby of the week fold. Um, check out these this video and this photo, which were posted by, um, the, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this properly, Dejan, DJ, DJ's, DJ. Dejan's um, partner of their two kids, and they look really they look really sweet. These beautiful Swedish children. Um, it's a <laughs> video of them poking their heads out of a door and then running out and hugging their their father. And the other photo is just, wow. This is just stunning. It's the two kids standing at a window of a living room with way too much white upholstery for a living room <laughs> that contains two small children. But it's cute. It's cozy. It's beautiful. Hi, kids. Welcome. Hi, kids. We're looking to so much more from you. We don't actually know your names yet, but we like that your mom's account A is unlocked and B shows your faces. So that's already two points up and uh, excited to get to know you guys a little more. It really amazes me how young these players are and how many kids they already have. But neither yeah, here nor yeah. there. Good job, everybody. Let's repopulate the universe. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, um, and also, just so we're being fair here, we're also going to check in on Ventacor. He doesn't have kids, it doesn't appear so, but it looks like he has a partner who looks like Uruguayan Liv Tyler. Mm. Check out this link, you will see. I love it. But in every BB of the Week, there's got to be a winner. And this week's BB of the Week is none other than Salvi. Davinson Sanche, cute, cute baby, we have yet to find his neck. I'm so happy it's still lost. And now we see him, guys, on a llama. Llama, I don't know. I, don't, I thought it was a pony. I was like, what? No, I think it's a llama. And he goes to a farm. It's a multi-photo post thanks to Daniela Reynad, his mom. And he is just loving life in this zoo. I'm assuming it's a zoo farm. Granja, I think, is farm. But it looks like a zoo. So I don't know. I'm confused, but I like it. He is clearly not riding a llama by himself. He's propped up by his mom, but incredibly cute. Zero neck sightings. I'm loving it. Congratulations, <laughs> Salvi, for winning our BB of the week. Congrats. And there goes the whistle. Thank you for joining us for the second half. And just thank you for joining us. <laughs> if you aren't following us on our socials, we are at Stalking Spurs on Instagram and Twitter. Like, subscribe, share the podcast, give us a rating, a five-star rating, and tell us what you think. We can't wait to hear from you guys. Thank you, Acid, and thank you, Toby, for joining us once again. 
Yeah, thanks, Patty. And we'll see you guys next time on Stalking Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Spurs.